Happy New Year. Happy New Year. January 1st, 2019. From myself and Jared here and the entire cast of Sebi Podcast, um, we hope you've had a great 2018, a great holiday weekend and, and month, and I hope that this new year brings you blessings and prosperity. Um, I, I, I sure know I sure know that us here, Jared, we could really use some of that. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Indeed there. Um, and we've got a lot to talk about this uh, today. Pro Bowl snubs, Anthony Davis sweepstakes. We look ahead to the playoffs. We've got the matchups there. Some juicy matchups coming up here. And also, Black Monday came early for a lot of head coaches. We'll go ahead and talk about those openings. But first, we would like to mention some of our great sponsorships and our partners here on the show. Revamp Barbershop, Ricky and Chandler and the entire gang, located on the campus of UCF. Haifa Hookah Lounge down there in downtown Sanford. And also Discount Tire Shop, the official partners of said podcast. You might want to check those out and tell them that Sebi and Jared went sent you. They'll probably give you, hook you up. But it's all coming up here in Sebi's podcast. And we're back here on WNSC Radio, here on the Semi Podcast Show. And Jared, I know we're looking forward new beginnings here and, 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 and new prosperity for us here on the show. We're looking uh, the 27th there in January there. Oh, Jared? yeah, definitely. A big day for, for, for you and I and a, and a step forwards for uh, step for Semi's podcast. Absolutely, absolutely there. And uh, speaking of the Pro Bowl, we didn't get a chance to talk about some of our snubs. There's been a lot of snubs. Man, I, I've got a full list of, 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 of guys here, and I'm not sure if you've got some on your list as well, but, man, you've got Darius Leonard, who led the NFL in tackles as a rookie this season. Mm-hmm. Andrew Love, enough said. You, you, you see what he's done, uh, uh, getting the Colts into the playoffs. You've got Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. How do those two guys not get in? And then, uh, of course... Lake Vander Esch and and Pat Mahomes and Philip Rivers, those automatically, those guys alone. I mean, there was a lot of snubs rather than other years. Uh, in opposite and in the NFC, Jared Goff gets over Russell Wilson. What happened this season? I mean, I don't know. You got to look at it. It's it's just the fans voting. I mean, I guess that you know, it's just it's just it's just. A popularity contest, really, but I mean, there are some great players. Darius Leonard, arguably the defensive player of the year, not getting in the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's just it's, there, there's no explanation to it. Right, 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 and and it's quite, frankly, interesting. You're looking at um, some of the household names that got in that didn't have really good seasons. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, 28 touchdowns and, and two interceptions. It's a, that's a really good season to any other quarterback but to the standard of Aaron Rodgers that's not a really good quarterback and obviously you've seen his team you know really uh benefit not benefit off of that because you know they didn't make the playoffs 
and and you know their head coaching job vacancy is open Mike McCarthy leaves and then you have a Tom Brady who's going to his 14th Pro Bowl which is best all time but he's only played in two because the Patriots every other year make it to the Super Bowl and he doesn't care about playing so um, but you can also make an argument Tom Brady didn't have a Pro Bowl year so these guys that are household names that are the, the darlings of the NFL um, they sell jerseys so people are going to want to vote for them to get in I, I, I think that this was the same no yeah 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 with the, with those veterans I mean do they really need to go to the Pro Bowl I mean yeah that's it's it's all jersey selling at the end of the day when it comes to the Pro Bowl at this point I think right right uh, I agree you know um Come on, like Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff had a great beginning of his through for first nine games, no doubt, an MVP candidate. But you can't tell me throughout the last nine or the last seven that he was better than Russell Wilson. I just won't, won't, won't take that from you. And then you know you've got guys like Christian McCaffrey and you know and 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 Alvin Kamara. Well, I understand that you can't put them over Zeke, Gurley, or Saquon Barkley. I mean, those were the guys that got picked in the NFC. I mean, do you think that it's just a product of the NFC is just too much stacked with running backs? Because, I mean, that 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 says a lot. That speaks volumes that Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara with the season that they had didn't even make it. No, yeah, but I mean, I guess that you look at it, both of those guys are, are very productive off of, the, off of the receiving end as well. Maybe that might have something to do with it, but I mean... Um, yeah, the, but wouldn't that help it? Wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, they McCaffrey had a thousand yards with receiving and 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 rushing. I mean, that's just not easy to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, depth when 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 it comes to halfbacks in the NFC, obviously you can see that McCaffrey and Kamara are you know top of the line, top tier running backs. You know, you know what I mean. So you know, it's just tough at the end of the day. But yeah, getting snuff from the Pro Bowl. I mean, it would be, I, I would be irritated if I was any of those players that really had a career year and, and didn't get in right absolutely absolutely um there was a, a a column earlier this week that dan dan patrick from the dan patrick show a very prominent you know uh, journalist and, and reporter um in his early years your show um dan patrick had an interesting take on the pro bowl and pro bowl snubs um here let's go ahead and take a listen to what he's had to say I believe when you're looking at the afc west Philip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes, they're all pros. They're Pro Bowl quarterback. The, the ones that people care about, the players care about being an all-pro. Because an all-pro can get you into the Hall of Fame. Pro Bowl doesn't necessarily get you into the Hall of Fame. But if I say, you know, somebody was first team all-pro five times, that can get you into the Hall of Fame. If you went to five Pro Bowls, that doesn't mean you're getting into the Hall of Fame. Plus, do you get credit Let's say Ezekiel Elliott bows out, doesn't want to play in the Pro Bowl. Does he get credit for being a Pro Bowler? What if Christian McCaffrey gets in, but then decides he doesn't want to play? Does he get credit alternate to play in the Pro Bowl, McLevin? And how does this factor into incentive bonuses for these players? Well, we know that that was Dan Patrick there on the Dan Patrick show talking about uh, some of these players um you know that that get selected to go into the pro bowl sometimes don't even attend and just hand it to replacements and 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 what he he was saying is uh, uh, um the worry about 
all pros and making it an all pros rather than the Pro Bowl selection because that benefits in, in, in perhaps being in Hall of Famer one day. Do you agree with that there? Yeah, I mean, being an all pro, it's a, it's a, it's a way, it's a, it's a bigger honor than, than going, than going to the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is like a, like a vacation for, for, for these players. And, you know, the, it's, it's, it's fun for the, for the top tier kind of guys, but all pro is, is, is elite status when you, when you're on the first team and, you know, it's a, it's a huge honor to be all pro. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Dan Patrick there. I mean, shoot, I, I agree too. I mean, shoot, if I were to tell you that, Hey, um, Jerry Rojas, five-time All-Pro, but only two-time Pro Bowler. Well, which one would you prefer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, and if you're if you're an All-Pro, it's it's elite status for you, especially for that season. Right, right. He made a great um, example there with Ezekiel Elliott. What if he becomes a five-time? And attend these these Pro Bowls. Nevertheless, you know, for me, I was never uh, a fan of the Pro Bowl myself. I thought it was just like um, backyard football. Um, they might as well play two hand touch. You know, you can't you can't tackle. You can't. Um, there's no type of physical contact. Um, there's not even any lick of competition as in terms of 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 like, you know, going out there and going man to man with with your best players. This is supposed to be the best players in the NFL in one venue at in like an all-star game. We're supposed to see the best of the best collide. And it's just turned into just, a, you know, a backyard football into intensive for fans to come out and watch. And, and it's pathetic. You know, the pass rush don't even pass rush. They'll stand up there and they'll just let the quarterbacks and running backs run and, and throw downfield 60, 70 yard bombs. And so, um, you know, uh, as consumers and us as NFL fans, we pay our big bucks in a Pro Bowl to at least get some type of competition, don't we? Oh yeah, I mean they might as well be playing flag football out there, dude. They're not, they're not trying. <laughs> and, and there's a level of respect I understand because nobody should be getting hurt in the in the Pro Bowl. I mean it's just for fun, but yeah, the the competition level has decreased since even 2008, 10 years ago. I mean it's just it's just been really bad um, for the Pro Bowl. And I mean they 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 even moved it from Hawaii. Now it's in Orlando, so I mean they—they're always trying to make changes to the Pro Bowl to make them, you know, to to make it more interesting, like they did with the draft when they when they had the draft. Um, but it's just—it's it's, going to be harder and harder to get ratings on the Pro Bowl only because people now know that it is—it is more of a two-hand touch flag football type of game. Right, I, I agree there, and and it's 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 just I don't know. Uh, people have said that this doesn't even need to be in the NFL. Um, they said that they might as well take it off. Um, two things, personally, I don't watch. I don't watch the Home Run Derby in baseball, and I don't. But nevertheless, the date is January 27th. Myself, Jerry Bro. Back here on the Sebi Podcast Show here on WNSC Radio, myself alongside co-host of Sebi Podcast. Is, isn't this the greatest uh, a show created since television? Right? Oh no. man! Hey, thank you, Anchor. Great show we got going on. <laughs> or is that just a hot take? <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, weekend observation. Weekend observation. Week seventeen, the last weekend in. 
the regular season in the NFL. Weekend observation, Jerry. Baltimore, winners of the AFC North. The, the Ravens. Uh, CJ Mosley clinching interception. Jim and John Harbaugh. Ravens make amends for last year missing the playoffs. But Browns were tough. They fought. But the, the Ravens held on. They're going back to the playoffs the first time since 2014. They crushed the hearts of Steeler fans. What did you see in that game? Oh, man. I mean, well, first things first, you got you to gotta look at Baker Mayfield and even, I mean, both both rookies in general. It was a hard-fought game, man. That, the, those defenses were really bringing it. Both teams are playing at a high level because the Browns even, they they, they, they wanted to have a, a winning season as well. They, they would have ended up 7 or 8-7-1. So that would have been big for the for, for the Browns, but I mean, um, the whole AFC North it was just a, a crazy day for them. Um, you know, Bengals losing Marvin Marvin Lewis after after that game, but yeah, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield had to play some tough defenses yesterday, and it was it was a crazy game. And <clears throat> that like, like like you said, that the the Ravens defense um, it's it's, it's per- doing really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Top-rated defense in the NFL, for sure. It's a pro football there, but uh, think about these uniques. Our Jackson, uh, uh, they're, they're saying it's it's maybe Michael Vick 2.0, and then Baker Mayfield, he's supposed to be uh, the chosen one. LeBron leaves. He's supposed to be the new chosen one in Cleveland. You see why uh, the, the Browns gambled on him, taking him as the number one overall pick, just kind of like what uh, Cleveland Cavs did with LeBron. He's supposed to be the the one that fulfills the promise, the promised land for um, an NFL NFL record for a rookie quarterback. Twenty seven touchdown passing Russell Wilson, passing Peyton Manning's mm. record. And so you see the promised land now for the Browns. And 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 I'll tell you this, you know, it's not too far fetched to think that the Browns can't win the division next year. You know, they they uh, they split with Baltimore and. Uh, Pittsburgh, they should have beaten that in Pittsburgh um, at home. You know, they 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 swept the season series this year against the Bengals. So the promised land for the Browns will be good. But I just think right now, Lamar Jackson in that top rated defense, they're going to be a handful. Oh yeah, definitely. That Week One matchup is 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 pretty insane. Chargers at uh, Ravens. We just saw them two weeks ago. And um, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be the same type of game. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard nosed, hard fought. That Ravens defense. I mean, they're they are fired up, especially after a close game like like they just had. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's. It, I hate to see uh, either of those teams go in in, in wild card weekend, but it's gotta happen. Right, right. It's unfortunate that we're having two of the more dangerous teams play week one on the wild card uh, for the first round. Just like you said, man, that Ravens top-rated defense there, as advertised, and Phillip Rivers and that explosive offense will have their work cut out for them. Observation. Bears, already clinchers of the NFC North, wanted to play spoiler. They knock out the Vikings. In Minnesota, the second-ranked defense, led by Raquan Smith and Khalil Mack. They're in the was their will against that Vikings offense. And now, St. Nick, yes, 
if you believe in the holidays, if you believe in Santa, St. Nick and the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles get in. And that creates a panic matchup next weekend in wild card. The Bears and the Eagles. Whew. Are, are, are we in for a real of us right there, Jared? Dude, I mean, yeah, it's just like it's it's just like she wrote, man. I mean, some some great teams, and like I like I told you, I think it was in late August. Kirk Cousins is is not worth all that money, and he, I mean, he played a great, he played a good defense, but he was shut down on Sunday. And the Vikings, um, yeah, they 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 weren't a, a playoff ready team, and I'm glad that that Philadelphia got in over them. Um, their front seven is is ecstatic i mean they're 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 pumped up they're ready to go um it's gonna be it's gonna be some good football uh wild card week and there are some some good games but those eagles uh that that eagle front seven is really scary somebody you don't want to see and same i mean same with the bears it's gonna be a good wild card weekend to say right well when, well when you look at that matchup in particular uh you know the the chicago bears hosting the eagles in Soldier Field in Chicago as a six seed, uh, you're not your typical six seed, a very dangerous six seed. The Eagles are. Um, uh, do you think that the Eagles are are in for another uh, a postseason run here? Because um, obviously they've got the swagger. They're the more they're the more experienced team. The Bears haven't been into the postseason since, since 2010 in eight years. Um, what do you expect to see in that matchup? Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of, of like I said, tough, tough, hard nosed football. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of the trenches. I think, um, you know, Nick Foles is gonna have to make some really, really good decisions because his defense will back him up. Because Mitch Trubisky um, and 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 that offense, they're not they're not crazy explosive. They'll give it to you, um, but you, you gotta contain him. You got you gotta contain Cohen. You gotta contain the the little guys and and the and, and the explosive guys. So if the Eagles do that. And you just really, you really got to do your homework on this Bears defense because they're flying at you. So Nick Foles has to make some great reads all, all, all day long. Um, that's how they're gonna win. If you know, no, no, no turnovers and, and don't kill yourself. Maps. And that's how it's been for the beginning of the year for for the Eagles. They've cleaned it up. Um, hopefully they can, you know, clean it up as as the sixth seed. And you know, it starts in Chicago. I think if you win in Chicago. Um, the Eagles really, really are going to be scary moving forward as a as a six seed even. Right, right. Absolutely. They definitely cleaned it up there in Philadelphia and played their best ball in December heading into January here. Weekend observation. Yes, that's right. Weekend observation. The Kansas City Chiefs clinch home field in the AFC. Road will go through Arrowhead as expected. Patrick Mahomes second player in NFL history behind Tom Brady to throw for 50 touchdowns in 5,000 passing yards. The Arrowhead. Mahomes, Tidy Kill, and Kelsey. What a trio. Uh, tall task for anybody in the AFC to, 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 to go through, isn't it? Yeah, Arrowhead's going to be tough to go through. I mean, the Chiefs are getting overlooked um, as being a one seed, you know, you because you look at reality. Um, the Patriots, I think that that they that they have a, a, a an edge over over Kansas City. You know, the, um, the experience factors always right. kind of had that. Yeah, yeah, always. I mean, you know, they're peaking at the right time too. I don't think anybody wants to see New England. That's probably the last team you want to see. But um, you know, Kansas City, 
their offense all year has just gone toe to toe with with every other offense. You know, a lot of a lot of high scoring games, and I just can't I I can't see that happening in the playoffs. Um, there's a, there's going to be a lot of a lot of homework that goes into each game against the the Chiefs because of how dynamic their offense is. Um, and and they're gonna score on you. They're gonna they're gonna run it up on you. But you got you got you got to give it back to them. That that defense is vulnerable, and I think that's what's gonna end up knocking them out of the playoffs. Is that their defense just isn't up there? You know, yeah, with they, they can't stop your defense. Frankly, they can't stop. They, you you argue be on your team and Patrick Mahomes. I think I think he's he's pretty much locked that up. And, and but but on defense, you just can't. You know. Uh, Barry's supposed to come back as the leader and the focal point of that secondary, and and they anybody at all. No, yeah, I mean you've seen you've seen thirty points on them, you've seen forty points on them, and and even fifty. And it's it, it it's not fun as a defense because you're putting up these amount of points, and your quarterback and your offense is keeping you in every game. And you know it's been it's been a consistent factor, but I mean they're 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 twelve and four, and and you have the you have the one seed, so I mean. The home field advantage is going to be huge for their young quarterback and and, and Andy Reid, who really, really needs to needs to prove something to all fans. Went in the postseason, absolutely there. Weekend observation, weekend observation in Nissan Field, no Mariota. The Colts stopped the run. Andrew Luck and the Colts. Started the season one and five. They won nine of their last ten to get in the postseason at ten and six. They're the sixth seed in the AFC. They'll take on a divisional uh, foe in the Houston Texans. This is the third meeting with the Texans. You know they play twice a year in that division. They'll be in Radiant Stadium in Houston to take on Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson. Look, the the league is in great hands with these young quarterbacks. Deshaun and Andrew Luck. It doesn't get better than that. Saturday afternoon, wild card. What like in that a third time this season? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that they are division rivals, and that and that has a lot to do with with this matchup in particular because I don't I think that this is the only divisional matchup in in the entire playoffs. Um, you know the the quarterback play between these two guys has been has been awesome, but I just think that the Texans dual threat defensive ends and and JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney is gonna is gonna be a factor. I really think that um, if they play well and, and they disrupt Andrew Luck's game, I think that you know Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and friends are and they're gonna put up enough points to 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 keep him out of it. I think that it's gonna be up to that that Houston Texans pass rush they're gonna have the fans behind them it's up to them to see what they can do in wildcard weekend absolutely they're absolutely it's gonna be fun to watch these teams obviously are division uh, foes they know your playbook they know your tendencies it's gonna be fun to see how each team game plan and makes adjustments because you're seeing a team for a third time that's not easy putting up new plays against a team like that there and unfortunately, of course, Black Friday or Black Monday, should I say, came early for a lot of head coaches. Vance Joseph in Denver, Todd Bowles in Jets, and of course, your very own Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dirk Cutter parting ways after four seasons. And so now we have our list. We have our list of the eight opening vacancies for teams that need head coaches in the NFL. Bay Buccaneers, we've got your Dolphins, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals, 
the Broncos, the Arizona Cardinals, who locked up the number one overall pick this season. <coughs> season. The Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets, and Aaron Rodgers and his Green Bay Packers. Now, now, if you're a GM and if you're a head coach, right, out of these eight teams, which one of these head coaching job vacancies is more enticing and interesting to you? Oh, I think it's the Browns. I think it's the Browns, no question. I mean, you have such a talented roster and you have and you have such young players and a great young quarterback. I mean, it's it, it, it would be fun to go in there and coach the the Cleveland Browns um but yeah I think that they need to stick with with their guy and Greg Williams I mean he's 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 done a, he's done an awesome job there so far I think that um he's not being retained he's gonna he's, he's gonna have a a few uh interviews at, at other places but Greg Williams will definitely be a head coach next year yeah and if I were to pick any any vacancy I think it would be it would, it would, it would be uh, Cleveland or it could be Green Bay obviously because you're working with one of the greats and, and Aaron Rodgers Absolutely, absolutely there. Although Aaron's is a hothead, so and stuff. I, I would agree, you know, that the Browns is a great uh, position. Talent on the defensive side and talent on the offensive side. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and, and some great young ascending pieces who haven't grown into their own yet. And also the Jets. I think that's pretty enticing, too. You have max money to go out and get two top free agents, and you have a cornerstone quarterback in um, Sam Darnold and so um, you know you got some great pieces in the defensive end side of the fo- football with Jamal so Leonard Williams and so that may be interesting only question on that is when Tom Brady and the Belichick will retire of course but yeah 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 that's another one to, to be interested about and, and and unfortunate for you as a Tampa Yeah, um, it was time. It was time for Dirk. I think that you know it's it's not it's not all of of Jameis, but a lot of it has to do with Jameis still being in, in in square one. You know, I think that he's taken some strides, but he's also taken some steps back, and that had a big part to do with it. I think the Dirk Cutter's offense, obviously, were the number two passing offense in the league. Um, there were just too many interceptions, and you know, I think it's time to to get another offensive guy in here but put put Jameis into an, an offense that he's going to thrive in. I think that Jameis, he played really well in, in, in Cutter's offense, but that's not how Jameis plays football. I think Jameis needs to be a little more physical and, and roll out and, you know, put put his body out there. He's, he's a six-foot-six beast. He's a, he's, a, he's a huge guy. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think that, you know, guys like Bruce Arians and, and Mike McCarthy, they're, they're really options Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I, I think when you think about some of the top head coaching vacancies, those two guys are going to be named. Him and, 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 and Mike McCarthy, those guys are quality head coaches. And I think that's what Tampa Bay and all the, some of these names, that teams that we mentioned, need. They need structure. They need household uh, coaches that have had success and that can bring that culture type of locker rooms and, and change the culture of, of their programs, as well as Adam Gase um, of Miami. Um, you know, and, 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 and guys like that, Adam Gase and Dirk Cutter, I know they weren't really good as head coaches, but they'll be really good offensive coordinators somewhere. Definitely. Oh, yeah, they'll be great. They'll be great, especially Cutter. Cutter looks like he's going back to Atlanta to be offensive coordinator. And, 
It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome watching him tear us up every single year. <laughs> tear us, tear you guys there with, of course, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman when he comes back next year and Matt Manetti, I support there for you. When we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about Anthony Davis saga. The whole league would want to have Anthony Davis on their team. But we'll go ahead and give our list and the list of teams there for the sweepstakes to take Anthony Davis although he's not a free agent yet. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast Show. WNSC Radio. Back here on this. Yo, Jay Rojas, Sebi here in the best duo in the sports network and the sports industry gang um nobody can top us there um i know it's a hot take but i'm rolling with it (laughs) top tier man absolutely absolutely the anthony davis sweepstakes yes like we mentioned everybody would want to have anthony davis but unfortunately you gotta have the money and you gotta have the pieces if you want to trade for him and so this is something interesting. Anthony Davis has spent eight years in New Orleans. You know, he passes Chris Paul's franchise record for the most points ever in a franchise history. Um, this is a, a franchise in, in, in the Pelicans that really haven't had any playoff success or haven't been anywhere. And Anthony Davis, the top three player in the NBA that he is. He may not be saying that he's frustrated, but we can tell generational talent like that you can't waste his years the brother's only 24 years old he is a average 28 and 12 guy and a pre-annual all-star and a legit superstar in our league and always in the MVP conversation and so uh, a lot of teams are looking to perhaps trade for Anthony Davis he's still under contract until 2020 and so what are these teams are going to do? A lot of teams that we've heard. The Lakers are in the mix, of course. Uh, they're, they're built. They're the Yankees. They're the Dodgers of, of basketball. They have money and they have stars. That's how they do it. They they pay for stars to come to L.A. Kareem. Others. James Worthy and others. The, the Lakers and the Knicks and the Celtics have always had great players. And a, a, a destination for free agents to come, and so guy like the, the Lakers in the mix as well. Maybe the Knicks. So where is Anthony Davis going? And if so, what will it take for anybody to? Yeah, yeah you're gonna have to give up some 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 young stars. I mean, he's gonna go somewhere where he's gonna have a, at least one superstar teammate because there's there, there's no point in leaving. New Orleans unless you're going to go to another superstar um you look at yeah you look at the Lakers um I mean you've I've heard every team trade potentially trading for for Anthony Davis but I mean if you're New Orleans you got to understand his value and um you know I wouldn't take anything short for Anthony Davis other otherwise I mean you have to get something for him you can't let him walk in for agency I understand that um yeah it's there's a lot that goes into it yeah and there's gonna be yeah there's gonna there's gonna be some some big names headed to head to New Orleans, or some or some young prospects headed headed to New Orleans in the near future. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And if I'm the Pelicans, frankly, I don't do this. I know the value of Anthony Davis. I know how good he is. And frankly, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. And I'm going to be the Grinch, you know? I'm not going to give him to the Lakers. I'm not going to send him to the Lakers to team up with LeBron. Are you kidding me? LeBron and Anthony Davis? Automatically a, 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 a championship contender. Oh, yeah. You know, make the Lakers even better than what they want to be and stuff like that. The only, reason, the only way I, I get Anthony Davis, I know for sure that I'm getting something great back. And he has publicly stated that he wants to leave. Having publicly stated that he wants to leave. Every time that media brings up the topic of him leaving, he always says, my mission and my focal point is to help the Pelicans either do well, make it to the playoffs, and, and, and I want to be in New Orleans. This is where I want to be. This is where I'm at home. There has been, there hasn't been any speculations that he really wants to leave. Now, I mean, hey, if they continue to lose and he continue to put up big numbers, you know, there will be a time that he'll start getting frustrated. But as of now, I mean, I don't, no offer right now, big enough to even give up anything for Anthony Davis, is there? Yeah, I mean, it's a supreme package that you'll have to send over to to New Orleans. But yeah, I mean, there's some, there are some destinations that I mean, you you look at them and and they're and they're interesting. One's the Milwaukee Bucks teaming up with with uh, Giannis. That would be that 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 would be great. And even Portland, where yeah, but nobody would want to go to Milwaukee. What's there to do in Milwaukee? No, yeah, I understand that. Yes, part. him and the Greek Freak. That'd be that. There, that would be danger for the entire NBA. <laughs> the longest players that's ever played the game in the same team that'd be dangerous but who would want to go to Milwaukee you know well yeah I know I understand that part but I mean if you're if you take that I mean who wants to go there's no New York team you know what I mean it would have to be I mean if I'm Anthony Davis and he wants to go to a, a, a big city like that I mean the Clippers I mean the Lakers would be really the uh, the only team and, and the Warriors but I mean there's I mean really Miami maybe I mean but we've heard that the Clippers are really trying to aim for uh, Kawhi and KD this summer or whatever that that would be enticing for for AD because he's in LA about the Knicks what about the Knicks what about putting KP and, and Anthony Davis together Christoph Porzingis and Anthony what would that be would that be box office for New York yeah they would sell a, a bunch of tickets but I mean necessarily would that work I don't know I mean it would because I guess Kristaps uh, really wouldn't get in his way. Kristaps can stretch the floor, and I mean, so can Anthony Davis. But he's a dominant force in the paint. I mean, he's he's a he's a dominant rebounder, like you said, twenty eight and twelve every night without a doubt. Um, but I mean, yeah, you, you look at teams like that. Yeah, the Knicks would be would, would be one a destination. But would you, like like, like you said, it would have to be. But the only way I think that happens if if. If, if Kyrie heads there because you're going to have AD and Chris Hepsing if somebody has to play point guard. I don't think that happens yeah, either you're gonna, until, you're... unless Kyrie goes back where he's from in a, or Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker's a New York guy and he'll be in the market uh, 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 and, and he's the guy wanting to leave Charlotte. So I don't think that happens unless they get a marquee free agent point guard and then I could perhaps see the pairing of him and Chris Hepsing and maybe you can have something. Maybe. No, yeah, I mean, you will always have something with Anthony Davis, but I mean, New Orleans really um, hasn't 
they haven't taken full advantage of having a, quite the superstar. Um, they have an Anthony Davis. You gotta, you gotta attract some some big names. But it, yeah, like you said, it's hard, especially when you know New Orleans. I mean, I guess it, it is a it is a it is a big city, but you know, destination wise, they've had some 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 good players alongside Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and and, and friends were. They had they had a good run going yeah. on there, but never championship contenders. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Boogie Cousins before he wanted to leave and they didn't want to re-sign him. And so it, it, it's it's just tough, man. When you're in these small franchises and small markets, that happens. The Orlando Magic's losing uh, Penny Hardaway, Shaq, and and Tracy McGrady, and, and uh, Dwight Howard. You see all these guys. They go to other teams and they win. some of the best and key players because these key players they, they want to think about championship they want to think about banners they want to think about their legacies or once they retire um Jalen Rose had an interesting and NBA analyst that he is when Jalen says something it has a weird feeling of always becoming right I don't know why but Jalen Rose <laughs> The Michigan man, part of the Fab Five, had something to say about New Orleans superstar center. Let's take a listen. This trade get done. You got to give me three of your four young guys right on top. And we got to get Pop Alonzo Ball to play. I don't think the Lakers will want to give up Kyle Kuzma, but obviously Ingram and Josh Hart. That's where the conversation starts. You got to give me three of those guys before we, I even take your call, other than now to you the voicemail. It's funny because that's where it starts, but I don't even think that you open up that can of worms because he's a once-in-a-generation type of talent. I mean, what could you really send New Orleans that would make them say, yeah? Nothing, you know? They don't have a... They, if, if I'm a trade partner, if I'm, it, there, it's this thing in the league called who says right. And so we always look at the trade from the Lakers' perspective and say, oh, LeBron, he did look great. But what are the public? And it's good as you say, I can't come other places. Good young players. A hard and or ball into a deal. all-star level player, all-NBA caliber player, Anthony Davis is the MVP franchise changing type. I don't think the requisite parts, if you're trying to get an equal deal, they're dealing directly with the Lakers. We're talking about draft. I would trade every draft pick I have in my franchise. Not the rest of my Agreed. I'm in LeBron the same team right now. And engaging. That's what keeps coming up. Absolutely. But here's another thing that's going to be fascinating. The only thing I think the Boston Celtics who have the current assets on their roster to... There, that was Jalen Rose there talking about what it would take to um, perhaps any team to get Anthony Davis. And, and honestly, it, it's it's tough. And, and he made a great analogy there, uh, 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 Jared. The Houston Rockets were willing to give up four draft picks to get Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, which is just a, a, a you know, he's a four-star guy. Um, All-star, but yeah, he's a four-star. He's a number two guy. So if the Rockets were willing enough to give four first draft pick, what the hell did Lee gonna give for Anthony Davis? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> think about I mean, but... You, you <laughs> think about at, it, my man. You look at those What's the league gonna picks, give I mean, for those... Anthony Davis? 
think about yeah, what's exactly. your take on that i i, I know i know that that's 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 the topic there no yeah well with the rockets the those Rockets are going to be good for the next four years if they have Jimmy Butler. So those are going to be later picks in the draft. You know what I mean? And um, that's that's with any team that you're gonna that you're gonna get. You, stuff. you get first round picks, man. You know when yeah. you talk Davis and and, 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 and Dallas like that. You know the Houston Rockets were willing to give up four of those players for for Anthony Davis and then uh, for Jimmy Butler per se, and then. It's seemingly you're gonna to have to give your whole roster for Anthony Davis, and and I agree with with everything Jalen said there. It's gonna be really tough for anybody to really theoretically something or offer to match the talent that Anthony Davis has because it's just ridiculous. You know, it, 2019 free agency will be interesting, yeah. You've got the Durants, the Kawhis. It's going to be a very interesting summer 2019. We'll see if somebody waits to trade for Anthony Davis or perhaps does it before the trade deadline. But it's a lot of things to look forward to this upcoming NBA season and ring into Sebi Podcast and WNSC Radio. And this was the Sebi Podcast Show. From up. Uh-